Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we provide the internet with the life hacks they demand. I'm Matched Potatoes Heron. Oh, right. It's friggin', <laughs> it's that time. Uh, I'm, uh, Jeff Cool Gravy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Jeff Cool Gravy. <laughs> Oh, you have to change your name to Jeff Cool Gravy. LL Cool G. (laughs) (laughs) They do! That's true. All the ladies I know love Cool Gravy. Actually, they prefer Warm Gravy, probably. (laughs) And I'm Louisa. Uh Uh-oh, I'm gonna choke. Heron. I did! I choked! Shit! Is is that your Thanksgiving name? Uh Uh-oh, I'm gonna choke? Yeah. It's like, you're gonna eat so much turkey. I'm making the uh, universal sign for I am choking. Do you think if you were- Heimlich maneuver? Do you think if you were choking, you would remember to do that? Because I don't think I would. I think I would spend my whole time asking the question that I'm gonna ask now, which is, are we supposed to not do the Heimlich maneuver anymore? Isn't there something where it's like, actually, that's bad? I think it's one of those cases where you can go ahead and do it, because it might save their life, but it might break their sternum. So it's not the best thing to do, but if that's your option, still do it. I thought that I had read, like, three years ago that people were like, actually, if the Heimlich saved someone's life, then they probably would have survived anyway, and, like, you are just hurting them without much chance of helping them kind of thing. I think you're supposed to actually- this is gonna sound fake, but I think (laughs) the thing you're supposed to do now is put your fingers down their throat. And try and scoop Ooh. out the blockage. Because worst mm. case scenario, you activate the gag reflex and then they upchuck it anyway. No, that's not true. I mean, worst you case scenario is you puncture their esophagus with your fingernails, <laughs> but... But also, you can't up upchuck something out of your lungs, though. The upchuck comes from a different no, it's tube. it's not in your lungs, Matt. That's no, I know, but it's in your windpipe, which is not where the upchuck comes from. Right, but if you, if you activate that gag reflex... You can feel that. That comes from below your esophagus, where your body's like, blah. Yeah, it's your diaphragm doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes, but my point is that you can't- vomiting doesn't stop you choking to death. That's why I, I use the less the people technical ch- term. Mm, there we go. Upchuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's anyway. probably fine. None of us All those to people who choke to death on their old own vomit don't want- <laughs> I don't think that they were like, what this needs is more vomiting. <laughs> oh, but their thing is they're so uh, intoxicated in some way that their body's like, we need to expel this food. And then also their body's like, but I don't have the energy to do that. So yeah, they're so sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's they the same thing that about. happens with sleep apnea, except you also fill your mouth with water before doing it. <laughs> So then you just you just drown in water if you're lucky. Yeah, <laughs> not water. Well, it, it's mostly water and some other extremely unpleasant substances. Uh, That's LSD most of the gallons, world, isn't it? Gallons of LSD, <laughs> water, and other and some other yeah. unpleasant substances. Yeah, that's what that's, that's uh, what ninety five percent of people each person is. Yeah, exactly. The bad humors to balance out your good humors. Mm-hmm. When you eat a lot of ice cream bars. Yeah, the good humor is toast and almond and uh, mm-hmm. cookies and cream. Strawberry shortcake is my favorite, yes. Mm-hmm. And to get your dose of bad humor, listen to our podcast. Yeah. Yay! Boom! Yeah. Roasted, you guys. Wait, what would be the bad humor <laughs> equivalents of the toasted almond and strawberry shortcake? Uh, when you get one of those ones that's half melted and all the crunchy things are just soggy, like soggy cereal. Bad humor, bad. wet walnut. <laughs> no, hold on. Wet walnut is an ice cream yeah, topping. Damn one. it! <laughs> but I do hate it, so you got me there. Stale peanut, very tall cake. Is that anything? <laughs> Boysenberry, what now? Boysenberry tall cake. <laughs> uh, this is the opposite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God, what tall cake does berry? sound good though. Is is the grossest berry uh, goose? Gooseberry. I probably. think it's currants, frankly. Currants. Yeah, but you can't do current. It needs to have berry in it, I feel like, to make So the opposite of a berry is also a berry? This is intriguing and confusing to me. Well, the I opposite of Superman to- is just a Superman who's gray. Oh, that's mm. true. <laughs> yeah, I think that if you're going to go with bizarro rules, you have to accept that it needs to have enough in common that you can understand that it's the opposite within its realm. Yeah, it has to be the opposite end of the same spectrum. 
What about gooseberries? Because right. they are very sour. I said that. That's how I started. I thought you said boysenberry. I well, I did say boysenberry, <laughs> but then I said it's the grossest berry, gooseberry. Oh, uh, I didn't case. hear that part. Yes. What about snozzberry? Jeff, they're good though. No, we don't know if they're good. We just know they taste like snozzberries. No, they taste like wallpaper. <laughs> Okay, That's so that would be the opposite. It would be the worst tasting berry. <laughs> and it's not real, which is another way in which it's opposite. Those caped gooseberries are pretty good, actually. I like them when you get them on a like a cheese board. Yeah, I like gooseberries in general, actually, because uh, I like a nice sour berry. But they are Don't they have, very like, sour. fuzzies on the outside, like a peach? They can have little hairs. I don't think they have fuzzies Ugh. all over. Yeah, they do have Ugh. little hairs, though. No, thank you. Okay, now I I think I figured it out. I think the, okay. like, if we want something that's the opposite of a berry to grind up and put in our bad humor ice cream bar, it's capers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like, the, I like the mundane evil of that, because capers are good on their own. But in an ice cream bar, you're right, that's very right. bad. Yeah. If you do an ice cream bar called capers and crab cake... <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a like bad humor bar. <laughs> yeah, this is the thing. It has to be good in the opposite direction of this of the strawberry shortcake. You'd hate bar, eating I it. Think. It's right. clearly the evil version. <laughs> yes, okay. but okay, it's yeah. made of things that are good. Yes. Does it have to have an ice cream base to still be in the same Ooh, realm of Yes, but it's like it's like horseradish flavored ice cream. See, a horseradish crab cake with capers in it sounds delicious. Is the it's, problem? Yeah, All that's right. what I'm no, saying. Here. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's ice cream, but instead of cow's milk, it's made with like yak milk or like one of those milks that tastes weird. Goat milk. Okay, that might be good in an ice cream, though. I think I have had goat milk ice cream, and it was pretty good. Oh damn, yeah. pig milk. Oh no! Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> it would take you so long to get enough pig milk. To this is the least kosher dessert possible: pig milk yeah. and crab. <laughs> Put some locusts in there. Is pig milk not kosher? I mean, Pi- pigs are unclean animals. So I can't imagine drinking their milk. The worst part of the pig <laughs> would be more kosher than eating it. Because at least if you eat it, it's dead afterward. <laughs> and it's one less pig in the that, world. I don't think that the rules of kosherness were designed to eradicate pigs. No, clearly not. But they were designed to <laughs> avoid pigs competing for your food. Mm. They eat the same things as people and also carry diseases that are <clears throat> transmissible to people. And so you want to tell... That's true of everything, though, isn't it? Yeah, that's more true of people, am I right, you guys? Oh, wow, really makes you think. The most dangerous game. Yeah, so I guess I should stop eating these people. Um, Human fat. Yeah, you should cream. switch to Soylent Green. Mm-hmm. I hear that that's definitely that that's... not people. Yeah, that's what, uh, somebody yelled at me out of a window. Is that what happens in that movie? Charlton Heston? He does the yelling. He's getting Charlton Heston taken okay. away, and he's like, it's people. On TV, is it? Where is he yelling at people? Uh, is it? A, is it out a window or is it on a TV show? I or think something? it's Planet of the Apes style. Just yeah, like, he's on a he's, beach. He's going mad yeah. <laughs> as the bad guys are like capturing uh, him, and he's just yelling. I forgot that. I forgot that Charlton Heston had in his contract for a while that every movie had to end with him kneeling on a beach screaming something at the sky. Yeah, here's the here's the twist of the plot. Ah, the end. Net network. He screams at the sky. <laughs> so it was so Ben Hur. It was Ben Hur the whole time. Yeah. Oh, God, you. I'm Spartacus. Also, <laughs> you blew it up. Was he in Spartacus? I don't think he was. You blew it up. I.e., the pyramids in the Ten Commandments. Yeah, he was yelling at Napoleon for shooting cannons at the face of the Sphinx or whatever. Yeah, he was an eternal creature. His Moses, who just sort of hung around the uh, pyramids forever. He puts on a Guy Fox mask and puts bombs underneath all of the pyramids. Mm-hmm. He kidnaps Natalie Portman. This is important. Yep. Oh, man. Dumb. I do like the idea of turning uh, biblical figures into eternal heroes in the like Greek myth kind of way. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, then do I have a million comic books from my Christian church for you? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. Um, how, how's it going, Louisa? What did you do this week? Uh, this week I took a little journey to a brand new grocery store. This is my kind of excitement right here. Nice. 
Um, it's the first Wegmans I've ever built in Delaware, and it's uh, about half the distance to the one that I used to go to near work. So in only 20 minutes, I can now build a fancy new Wegmans. <laughs> All right. Is it as good as the one that was in Pennsylvania you went to? I think so. It's tough because they only opened Wednesday and I went Friday. So like I expected it to be quite crowded and it was. But it was mostly people looking at things in that, like, food court area. Because Wegmans has, like, a hot bar and, like, a sushi station and a pizza oven section. Yeah, that pizza's pretty good they got there. Yeah, I like that Many is the time I've been to, gone to the grocery store and been like, oh, shit, I'm hungry and I shouldn't shop like this. And I get a slice of that pizza. It's pretty good. Yeah. So, I think it's as good, but... They do a thing, I think this is an accessibility thing, but when they build new grocery stores, they tend to have lower shelves now. Mm, You know what mm, I mean? Like, nothing's over uh, seven feet tall instead of ones that are, like, ten feet tall. Yes. So it feels smaller, but I don't think it's actually smaller. Mm. They had to build a shorter for all the cooked beta men these days, am I right, guys? (laughs) I do think it's wild that I, you know, I go to the grocery store every weekend like a normal person, and uh, there are, like, always very old women trying to, in vain, to reach things on the top shelf of the things, and I need to help them. I would say I help at least two old women every time I go to the grocery store, and, like, bragging. But also, (laughs) how is the design of a grocery store not optimized for old women who seem to be 90% of the people yeah, in it. any grocery store at any time. <laughs> they love the grocery store. Yeah, probably half the people there were elderly couples who didn't quite know what they were doing. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but I had the weird thing. You get this a lot, I think. When you go to a type of store that you're used to one location, when you go to another location and the store's mirror image flipped or, oh, yes. or other things are moved around. So this one has both. And I yeah. did get very confused. The one I'm used to has this wall of um, uh, dairy cases, and there's milk, and then there's, like, cream and half and half and buttermilk, and then there's eggs. And in this one, there's milk and there's eggs, and all the other dairy things are in a different case past the yogurt, and it took me quite a while of walking around being like, no, they have to have half and half. This grocery store has half and half somewhere. I'm not crazy. (laughs) This is definitely true. Yeah. So... But I had fun. I love a good uh, adventure to see new things to buy. Do they have any weird meats to get? I like that they have a good butcher's section in like buttons. Yeah, I got I got a little pack of steaks. God, I love a steak, and I mm. eat them half a steak at a time to really mm. make sure I get my money. Really yeah, to really get that uh, living during the blitz feel. Uh, that's all I need. Four ounces of steak to be like, this is luxury. This is the height of luxury right now. Does so, like, does Wegmans have like a a main thing that's theirs? Like a like a gimmicky thing? They have a train that goes around the, the dairy they section. Do. And every 15 minutes a rooster crows above the produce section? Is that the type of thing you're talking about, Jeff? Yeah, I guess so. I was thinking like, do they have a signature <laughs> item that you would say is like, Oh yeah, you gotta go to Wegmans to get there. Blank. Probably the train that goes around the dairy <laughs> section. I guess. Yeah, you gotta get. You gotta <laughs> get that train. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think they have a pretty good bakery section in most Wegmans. I will okay. say that people who go there really like the um, the Tuscan bread, which is a round bread. It's just you can get garlic flavored or like all salted olive oil or whatever. But they have a bunch of those. So yeah, that's nice. I, I appreciate that Wegmans really focuses on. Like the produce section, the the butchers, the cheese counter, and like the bakery, like the stuff that you are buying fresh at the store, mm-hmm. as opposed to all of the like canned goods. Like the, I feel like all of the long term pantry storage stuff is kind of afterthought in Wegmans, and like that's kind of how I want my grocery store to be because I can get cereal at Target. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they. Yeah, I do like the fresh stuff, and I found the one that I usually go to, the produce section has kind of gotten worse over time, or maybe it's a supply chain thing, but sometimes you go, and the bin of garlic only has, like, ten heads of garlic left, and they're all kind of shitty. It's probably Joe Biden's fault. Yeah, exactly. I did this. I slap slap a sticker onto the garlics. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, But because this one's brand new, and I'm sure they've got, like, corporate visiting and whatever, like, everything was so good. 
It was all mm-hmm. perfect. It was like a like a Whole Foods commercial. In that you need section. to get it. You need to get a costume that says uh, like Wegman's executive or whatever, and then every time you visit, like call them the day before and be like, "Hello, yes, this is the head of the board. Mm-hmm. I'm coming to visit tomorrow, so make your Wegman's extra good." Oh God, um, Mr. Wegman, you're coming in again? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Chalcible Wegman is out. coming in. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what benefit there would be to pretending to be someone versus just calling and saying that so they think they need to make everything nice when I'm there. Well, if you call and say you're going to be there and then no one shows up, after like two times, they're going to be on to you. Mm, That's true. You need to show up and you need to send, you do need to actually send a report to corporate at the end. Yeah. Yeah. You need to hire yourself to be a Wegmans inspector. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> That's what my secret. shirt says, Federal Wegman's Inspector. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Could you get yourself hired as a secret shopper? Uh, maybe. Like she I would tell you. I do that do that. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll never Maybe tell. you already are. <laughs> it's a secret. You can't tell. They make Good. you sign when you, you abandon your family. <laughs> yeah. Join mm-hmm. up. That's, it's the greatest secret of all. Uh, you asked if I got weird meats. I did get some Cornish hens because they were yes, a good of price. You and I am gonna. Ma- I wanted to make something for Halloween that's like bones. <laughs> it's got bones <laughs> in it. <laughs> so we'll see what I come up with. I promise I'll put it in the Discord when I make some type of weird mm-hmm. Halloween food. Then you're gonna. If you end up making just a crown out of the bones of these hens, <laughs> I'm going to be very disturbed. <laughs> I think that you should. Uh... Cook the hens whole, and then eat them mm-hmm. whole, but you have to put a napkin over your head so God can't see? Ooh, yeah. Oh, no, no. I thought you were going to say, eat. put on a big bib, and then put it in my mouth by yes, the leg. pull out yeah. a fish skeleton. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, pull a fish out skeleton. a single bone. A more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, man. a fish skeleton is the perfect end to that joke, and you know. Uh, yeah, fair. Tire, an old boot. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff really likes that one. Yeah, any just any of the stuff that you could uh, catch that's garbage in Animal Crossing when you're fishing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Uh, anyway, that was super exciting for me, and uh, yeah, I, that's all the adventure no I needed today. <laughs> well, apparently, now these old people are very confused about, they don't know where the hamburgers are, so... I do love the idea of somebody who is going to make the effort to go to a store two <laughs> days after it opens... But isn't excited about it, and yeah. maybe doesn't even know that that happened. <laughs> yeah, I did get the feeling a lot of them were just like, well, let's see what's here. So they were like, window shopping the grocery store? Which uh-huh. seems weird to me. Yeah, like because the- it's, it's grocery. Yeah, <laughs> if you're going to go, the least you could do is be like, mm, well, we do need bread and eggs. Get some bread and eggs while you're there, maybe. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. No, I- make some French toast, you old fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'll be easy on your old teeth. I I like the idea of just saying, you know what? I'm gonna go check out this new Wegmans, see if anything grabs me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But nothing Skateboard does. Down the aisles. <laughs> yeah, I guess if nothing does, that's fine. Maybe okay. have like one or two goals. Like, ah, I need milk and eggs. But besides that, I'm just gonna see what's up. And bread, so you yeah, can make French toast. toast. God damn it! <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Wegman is not a French name. It could be. No. Like Ma? <laughs> I mean, technically. Yeah, I you're, guess you're you, not allowed you, to pronounce the N. If you, say it, if you say it with a French accent, that makes it French. You're right. Yep. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Jeff, what did you do this week? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> did I already talk about starting watching that Terminator TV show? I don't think so. You talked about Midnight Club last week, maybe? I talked about no, Midnight Mass last oh. week. Um... Mm. I started watching. This is, that, this is different than that Terminator show that was that had Cersei Lannister. No, this on is it. the one. That's the one. This all new oh. Terminator TV. Oh, show. you're watching an old show. Yeah, old uh, TV. Yeah, I started watching Terminator: The Sarah Connor Chronicles. Guys, do you remember yeah, 2008? What a terrible name. <laughs> no, it didn't happen. <clears throat> it is the most 2008 thing. It's like any show from 2008. Um, Summer Cloud plays it has a stain uh, theme song. Plays the a stain se- from 2008, probably. Mm-hmm. Summer Glau is in it, and she plays some kind of sexy karate robot. Um, mm-hmm. and it's all shot very poorly and made with actors who are doing a medium job at best. But 
the writing's the pretty good. All kind of, the colors are all kind of washed out, right? I feel like that's a 2008 thing. Like, they're, all the backgrounds are very gray. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's just a consequence of everything being shot on digital instead of film, and they did no color grading to it because it had to be made cheap and fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of the same effect you get from, like, a Captain America Civil War. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I watched, like, two episodes of that show and found it very boring. It is somewhat boring, but I'm okay watching a boring show because, uh, you know, sometimes it's really stressful at work and I just want to, like, have something on the TV that I can half pay attention to. Wait. Mm -hmm. Stressful at work, but you work as a teacher. After when I go home, when I come home. (laughs) After a hard day at the mines, he comes home and watches this sexy karate robot do nothing. I'm just imagining you being like, oh my god, kids, you have to calm down. You're making too much noise. I'm going to just watch my show. Yeah, you're making making me miss what's happening between John Connor, the savior of humanity, and his beleaguered mother, Sarah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, Anyway, I've been enjoying... The scripts for the show, which are hmm, pretty solid, and I would mm-hmm. say uh, most other asp- aspects of the show are kind of bad, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's nice to have a Terminator thing that I didn't watch before to uh, to view. How does okay. it stack up against other similar properties like Cleopatra 2525? Mm, no, I would I say that it is immeasurable. I've almost finished watching one episode. <laughs> Thank you very By much. By that criteria, it's immeasurably better than Cleopatra twenty five twenty five because I've wow, finished. Big, I finished big if true. Yeah, I've finished watching several episodes of it. So okay, <sighs> but uh, yeah, that's been enjoyable. It's just very weird to be reminded of like the absolutely monumental impact that uh, Joss Whedon had on pop culture, even on stuff he wasn't involved in. Uh-huh. Yes. In a way that's good? No. Because <laughs> it seems like that ruined television for, like, a decade. It was... It's not a good thing. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I feel bad that uh, Summer Glau never got to do normal acting, but also, she's not a particularly good actor. <laughs> no, she's not. Um, it's, it's just, like, the that aspect of it, and then the... I don't know, the intergenerational strife and just the a sci-fi show that takes itself really seriously. But mm-hmm. the special effects are miserably bad, even for the time. <laughs> it's just it's just it's it's rough on on in that way to be reminded of what we once found acceptable for television to be like. Does it does it eventually settle down into a monster of the week style show? Uh, like, oh, this week we have to fight these sentient toasters that are becoming uh, part of the Skynet or whatever. It does seem this week. There's this week we get convinced that we're all in an insane asylum and none of this is really <laughs> happening. It doesn't get that big with it, like that monster of the weeky, but it is like a. Um, each episode tries to be as standalone as possible because. Like, 2008 was the same year Breaking Bad started. Like, we weren't quite into the prestige television where you have to watch every episode every week, but we were- What about The Sopranos? We were going towards it. Um, We did The mm-hmm. Sopranos already by then. Right, but not on network TV yet, or even basic cable. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah. That was like, it was like something for premium cable only to do, but- this one is yeah. yeah. Through lines are for the riches. Am I right, you guys? <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> that's kind of true. And some uh, showrunners have talked about that. Working yeah. on network and then going to premium cable and being like, we were told we had to have a mini cliffhanger every ten minutes because that's when the commercial break would be, and it's different writing for a show that doesn't have to do that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, excuse me, I burped. Terrible. Um, but the yeah the like. Yeah, it doesn't quite get into Monster of the Week, but it does get into, like, oh, yeah, there's friggin' time travel from the evil future. Of course there's gonna be stuff for us to do besides the main plot. Like, oh, yeah, these rebel fighters were sent back in time to do a different non-John Connor-related activity. (laughs) And so, like, we could go help them maybe a little bit. I'm a little confused, because I haven't seen any Terminator things, but I understood the plot was that this kid was important... So robots were traveling back in time to either save him or kill him. Yeah. And like whether he lived or not it was important to the future of the universe, but 
if there's a TV show that's ongoing and there has to be new dangers every week, shouldn't someone else have traveled back in time and done something different? Um, the key hook of this is by the end of the first episode, they, uh, uncover a, like, secret emergency transport, uh, that was, like, they sent someone back in time to the 60s to spend decades building some kind of thingy, uh, and then they travel forward <sighs> from 1999 to 2007, which makes it so that the, uh, robots don't know to look for him. Ha! <laughs> huh. Yeah. I think I think isn't another thing about the show that Summer Glau is a robot that was sent back in time as like a bodyguard to protect. Yeah, she's the bodyguard. Him. She's the Arnold Schwarzenegger in Terminator Two and Three character. Right. Um, so okay. to answer your question, Louisa, they did. They sent Summer Glau back. Yeah, that's what they did to to mm. save him, and it worked apparently because yeah. they were able to send her back. So, <laughs> but who are you to criticize? Uh, I really? guess I guess you got me with your logic. <laughs> yeah, it's instead of. Uh, like, ev- literally every second of every day being filled with uh, Austrian bodybuilders trying to kill him, they, like, you know, they're like, we're gonna go slightly forward in time where the robots can't get us to go kill Skynet, yeah. so we're seeking out the danger and putting ourselves into danger. But we know that he's going through puberty, so we do need to send him a robot he can be horny for. Yeah, we do need to send him <laughs> a robot to- girlfriend. <laughs> We need to yes. have special uh, two-part episodes in Hawaii and stuff, so they do need to mm-hmm. go on vacation sometimes. Uh, yes. That was cool. I hope that they get to meet <laughs> I the don't Brady remember the show. I don't remember the show very well, but I do remember that I think they try to play up the idea that there could be romantic tension between Summer Glau and John Connor, hmm. uh, which doesn't make a lot of sense if she's a robot, really. And yeah. she's, she's not going to want to fuck a guy. <laughs> She's a robot. I think in the, uh, they, like, try to hint that she's some kind of different type of Terminator. <laughs> um, a horny Terminator. <laughs> maybe. Oh my god, Louisa, <laughs> stop digging. She, uh, uh... I feel like that was the subtext of all Terminators this you whole could time. Walk, Louisa, mm-hmm. you could walk into any Hollywood studio today and just say those two <laughs> words and you would get a billion dollar contract. <laughs> God, I really hope that yeah. there is someone in the world who has the ability to uh, do, like, stuff with the Terminator franchise who watched that movie Prey and is like, mm. we're gonna have a Terminator go fight, like, Sir John Connor in the 1600s. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get his, like, great-great-great-great-great-great-great-granddad and, and we're gonna have him fight a Terminator. <laughs> I hope that person has to work alongside somebody who watched the movie Species and is like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, and this robot had to travel back in time to fuck John Connor's dad and have baby robot children. Yeah, John yeah, Connor's go. part robot. That's the twist of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, he has to, he's the daywalker of robots. Uh-huh. He has to get his blade, yeah. and he has to go to a club where robots dance and kill them all with sunlight bombs or something. Yeah, yeah he's going to spray motor oil down on them while they're dancing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we might be rewinding Futurama a little them. bit. <laughs> that helps them. That doesn't hurt them. You need anti-oil. No, in the real one, they yeah, had blood sprinklers. So- Wait, why did they have blood sprinklers? Because they wanted that. Cool. They thought it was cool, I guess. Because vampires. Oh, like okay. Blood. I thought you meant that. I thought you meant the Blade John Connor crossover character was the one who filled the sprinklers with. Oh with no, no, no! That's ridiculous, Matt. <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't want to help them like that. Oh, okay, man. I'm glad we're all on the same page again. Yeah, the only one who can kill a robot is someone who is part robot. Mm. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is such a good idea. Mm-hmm. Is it? And he's horny. We're not losing the horniness, <laughs> yeah. right? Was Blade horny? Blade wasn't horny, but this is an improvement on Blade. He but was everyone sexy. Everyone was horny for Blade. Yeah. yeah. Including his own mom, if I remember correctly. Uh-oh. That movie is fucked up. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> There's genuinely a scene in the first Blade movie where his mom, who is young forever because she's a vampire, spoilers. Mm-hmm. That makes uh, sense. He's I half vampire tries- on his mother's side. Yep, he tries- I think she genuinely tries to fuck him. Oh god. I don't even think that's an exaggeration. I think that happens in that movie. Ha. <sighs> huh. Uh, yeah. Matt, what'd yeah, you do you this week? You must have seen Blade. No, I've never seen any of the Blades, oh. sorry. Oh, what? I know. You should- Yeah, sorry. Okay, Jeff, you specifically would love Blade 2. I know. Blade 1, nah. 
But you, it's like if somebody was to try to make a movie for Jeff specifically, it would be Blade 2. Yeah, I know. It's a Guillermo del Toro movie and everything. Yeah, it's a Guillermo del Toro movie. It's got like H.R. Giger style monsters in it. And it's got vampires and comic book characters. Yeah. You would love this movie. Yeah, it sounds like it would be great. Yeah, you should watch it. Full stop. Nope, the end. (laughs) Sounds good. Great. Bye. (laughs) Speaking of Guillermo del Toro. Uh Uh-huh. What I did this week is I started watching a series that is on Netflix called Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. Oh, I've heard mixed things. Very mixed. It is great. Okay. Um, whoever said, whoever said the half of the mix that was bad is wrong. <laughs> it, what, it, it's interesting when I say, uh, mixed reviews, I literally mean people love some of the episodes and really hate some of the other ones because I know it's an anthology. Yes, I've only watched four of the seven episodes, and maybe there are some episodes coming up that I will hate. And some of the ones that I've watched already are not, like, my favorite episodes of this show. Mm -hmm. But I will say, having watched four of these, that I think all four of them are in the top ten horror movies I've watched in the last decade. Mm, That's pretty cool. Yeah, um, they are very, like, even the ones that aren't great are at least interesting and trying to say something mm-hmm. in a way that horror movies often fail to. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the least good one is is the second episode about uh, giant rats stealing bodies out of uh, coffins in a graveyard. Interesting. Um, I mean, I don't yeah. hate the premise. It's like very sort of goofy and, uh, you know, there's a bunch of big puppets, <laughs> big rat <laughs> puppets that is... R-O-U-S's. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um... And, like, you know, that's not the scariest thing, but it really plays with the Victorian fears of being buried alive mm-hmm. and grave robbing and stuff like that. And it's sort of set in a un, in an indistinct Victorian slash, uh, early, like, 1920s, 30s-y time, maybe. Mm. Um, Edgar Allan Poe is rolling over yes. his grave with excitement. Exactly. <laughs> it, it's sort of, it intentionally, I think, straddles the line of, you can't tell when it was set, but, you know, Poe and... Lovecraft, uh, maybe? Lovecrafty type stuff, yeah. Mm. So, mm. it's really good. Um, the one that I watched last night is uh, an episode starring Martin Starr and Kate Micucci, Ooh. Uh, based on a comic book by Emily Carroll. Yes. Who... I think Jeff, you probably heard have heard of her. Uh huh. His face all it, red. I own. I think I no. I read one of her books. I don't own it. Yeah, in a dark wood is her most famous comic. If anyone has mm. uh, heard of it, anyway, it is spectacular. It has the most disturbing death I've ever seen in any <sighs> horror thing ever in my whole life. Yeah, I'm excited to watch this show. I have it waiting for me. Um, I I appreciate the fact that. Guillermo del Toro introduces every episode in a extremely um, Alfred Hitchcocky style. I love that, which is good. Yes, uh, and then it, each episode is directed by a different director, so he's just the producer of this anthology, but he doesn't actually like one of the the episodes is based on a story he wrote, but he's not really directly involved with the actual things that are that the, the actual short films. Mm-hmm. Um, there's really good actors in all of them. They're just like, they are doing horror in a way where it's clear that somebody was just like, this one specific aspect of life is so disturbing. We want to, we want to make, we want to highlight that and make it horrible. (laughs) So like the first one is about, um, like storage wars style people who sort of pick over, uh, the the left behind things when people die. Oh yeah, which is very disturbing and like a, an aspect of real life. Uh, the second one, like I said, is about grave robbing. The third one is about um performing autopsies. Oh no! Yeah. Oh, so scary, so horrible. Uh, F. Murray Abraham stars in that one. He's so good. <laughs> He's still alive. Fuck. Jesus. Yeah. Oh. So anyway, obviously it's a Guillermo del Toro thing, so it's extremely gross a lot of the time. Are there a lot of bugs? Uh, Not yet, maybe. 
Is he into I, bugs? I wouldn't say a lot, but there's more than there there there's more than there need to be. Of course he's into bugs, Jeff. Have you seen Crimson Peak or the one about Pacific Rim? The one we about Pacific Rim. That we need to talk about Pacific Rim. Where is oh, that's the bugs one where the giant robot Rim. is a murderer and his mom has to figure out what to do about yeah. it. <laughs> This no, this it's not literal bugs in Pacific Rim, but there's a lot of bug concepts. You can I tell guess, he likes bugs. Yeah, I guess there's sort of there's the like kaiju mites that eat up the kaiju yeah. guts. Yeah. Mm. Gross. And yeah. there's all those weird bugs eating other bugs interludes in Crimson Peak. Yeah. Mm. And um, there's that there's that part where that giant uh gillman bug eats that cat in shape of water. Oh, yeah. <laughs> The part in Blade 2 where he eats a bunch of bugs for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, is this anthology, does it feel cohesive like the Twilight Zone, or is it truly just like totally separate projects? <sighs> I mean, I think Twilight Zone is a good touchstone for it. Mm-hmm. It feels like if Twilight Zone was more dedicated to being horror as opposed to like sci-fi. Okay. If that makes sense. Do you get a sense of the different director's styles, or is it more yes. cohesive than that? Okay. Yes, it's definitely... I think there is a cohesion in that they are all um, horror stories that are trying to make a point without j- resorting to jump scares. Like, mm, okay. there is there are no jump scare- <clears throat> scares so far. It's all the kind of horror, like slow burn horror mm-hmm. with some gore mixed in. Um, so they all have a, a similar sort of restraint. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but, yeah. um, they, they all have a similar attitude towards horror, I think. Um, but the way they do them is very different. The one, my favorite one so far, the Kate Micucci one is, um, is horror, but the horror of mundane life kind of thing. It's about her being bullied by the other women at her work for being not tr- conventionally attractive Mm -hmm. um and like the way in which the director chooses to film the other women talking about her behind her back for instance sort of highlights the the creeping horror of just knowing that everyone who looks at you thinks that you're odd Uh um and and like i don't think that i don't think the directorial style of some of the other shorts would have been able to convey that as well so. Okay. Interesting. All right. It's it's great. If you're gonna watch one, watch the one. Watch the fourth one. I don't remember what it's called, but uh, it's the one with Kate Micucci and Martin Starr. It's the fourth episode, and it's it's spectacular. It's maybe my favorite horror movie I've ever seen. That's how good. long? How long are these episodes? Are these feature yeah. length? No, they're about an hour, <laughs> give or take a, a few minutes. Okay, that'll probably be um, on my uh, on my list for this week. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I I went into it. I'm not a huge Guillermo del Toro fan. I like some of his stuff, and some of his stuff is a little too much for me. Um, but I went into it sort of being like, I like, I like that Guillermo del Toro is dedicated to using practical effects as much as possible. Yeah, and he does a good job of making some fucked up monsters <laughs> look cool. That's so I was like, at, at the very least, I will see some fucked up monsters. And guys, you do see some fucked up monsters, but nice. it's actually also extremely good. Um, so I, I think if you are the pers- kind of person who likes horror, but maybe doesn't want to do the thrillery parts of horror, but instead the slow burn psychological horror, then you will love the... The Cabinet of Curiosities. Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. I forgot what it's called, but then I remember. <laughs> nice. Good job. <clears throat> yep. So what do we do on this show? Well, thank you for asking. Yay, we we're doing the, it. You're welcome. <laughs> Synergy. We, we go to the <laughs> WikiHow suggested articles page and put a random word into that page to get a list of articles people have requested related to that word. And then we provide information for people on how to do these things. And today's word is... Listen. Oh no, none of us know how to listen. Hey, listen. <laughs> Check over yeah. here. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Not Link. the Navi. Link. Oh, Jeff, you love Avatar now, so you- I know all Navi. about the Navi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, all those- They're cat- blue, those... they live in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> They're always like, hey, listen. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are like that. They do be like that. <laughs> they like to listen to the spirit of- uh, Awa. Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. 
Have you guys heard the Spirit of Halloween theme song? Do you know what I'm talking no, I don't about? Know what yes. that is. Oh, look it up on YouTube. You're welcome. Right now? It's the middle it of the is... show, Matt. That would be irresponsible. I mean, you you could put the song at the end of the episode. <clears throat> okay, you're right. I could. I won't, but I could. <laughs> uh, also, this is going to come out, like, the day after Halloween, so it's not going to make any sense to people. Maybe I'll release it on Halloween just to spite you. Ooh, just to jump scare people. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise! Ooh, it's Halloween! <laughs> yep. <clears throat> um, how to listen to opera. Don't. Just, just put it on. Yeah. yeah, yeah you need to get hard. some of those fancy little glasses so while you're listening you can see who's singing. That'll help. Mm-hmm. I feel like having a lot of opera cakes will really help it go down. <gasps> yes, yes, that's key. What are these? Mm-hmm. Opera cakes? Yeah, They're like that? little cakes. It's a fancy it's a cake. cake. <laughs> it says opera on it and chocolate. I've it never has heard a think of I'm this. joking. You think I'm joking, but they do write opera on it and chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> They have to have, I think, nine layers is the minimum, but they can have more layers than that. Mm-hmm. One for each life of a cat on stage <laughs> during this opera. <laughs> the opera of cats. <laughs> yes. Is it is oh, cats shit. technically an opera? It's some I don't through, know. Do people speak? So... Yeah, I think that I think the only requirement is that you can't have any speaking, and I think that they don't. Yeah, that's true about cats. Well, then oh, that shit. would make for Les Misérables an opera, and I don't want that to be the case. Yeah. I think it I is. I think it is. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. It Wait, I will I will accept Cats being a rock opera. opera, because that's a stupider medium. <laughs> There's also operettas, and I don't know if those are just short ones, or if those are ones that aren't classy enough to be real opera. So ones from the late 1800s where you talk fast and it's a lot of dick jokes. Like the Pirates of Penzance? Yeah. The Pirates yeah. of Penis, whatever. Or, yeah, every, <laughs> okay. Shakespeare, every Shakespeare play. Mm-hmm. This person's arguing that Cats is a review? What? No. That not. does make sense. There is no, no plot to it. It is just a, like, when people say <laughs> okay, it's a bunch of cats true. introducing themselves, it is. The songs are not thematically or narratively related to one another. Uh, the most cited differences between opera and musical are whether or not there's dialogue, whether it's written in a foreign language. You, that that can't count. Suck. Yeah, Get fuck out of here. that. It can't just be a foreign language. If you had said only Italian, maybe, but even then. But there are fucking German operas, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. And, well, when they were first doing those, people were very mad about it. What, German operas? Yeah, they were like, no, you can the only Germans. do opera in Italian. Is that true? Yeah. Huh. Okay. The ring of the nibbling. There's probably still yeah. people well, who still feel that way matter. for some reason, right? What's that, Jeff? There's probably still people who feel that way, that it only counts as opera if it's in Italian. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, the worst people, like... I did just suggest it, so I guess I'm the worst people. The idea that you would be such a level of snob that not only are you saying only opera counts as musicals, but specifically only Italian opera... Wow, that would be the worst person. No, I don't think that they would say opera counts as musicals. Or not musicals, you know what I mean. Yeah, only certain like, yeah. music theater. Okay. Hmm. All right, we can't find out more about opera. Yeah, what are we finding out about? more about listening. Uh, you have to listen holding a wine glass, so when the lady hits the high note, it shatters. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, you could also... Otherwise, you won't even know if you're in an opera. Oh, you need to sit in the front row in the middle if they're doing that one opera where the person in the middle of the front row dies every time that the guy sings the thing about hitting somebody with a hammer. You know about this cursed opera? No. <laughs> There's some cursed opera that, like, they oh, the Phantom of the Opera. Pr- yeah, there you go. No, there's a cursed opera. It's a cursed opera where house. Louisa. They stop. Oh, you're they right. Stop performing it because there's a line where a guy playing, I think, the devil or Loki or something, um, pulls out a hammer and is like, and I smash him to death with my hammer. You know, in German or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and he brings the hammer down, like, right in the center of the stage, right at the front. And, like, four people died <laughs> in the front row at the time that he said that line over the course of several m- months. Like, a-, a very high number of people in the same seat died. And people were like, oh, it's a curse, and we have to stop doing this. Yeah. That's a great story. I'm sure it- no one died in real life, but it's pretty good if it was true. I think I looked it up and actually two people died and it was over the course of like 11 years and, <laughs> but it became a superstition and they stopped doing it. So I don't know. Theaters love superstitions. 
Yep, it's true. Macbeth. Yeah, we can say that because we're not in a theater. Yeah. Well, we, all we're the world's free to say this as much as we want. We're oh, the shit. theater of the mind. Think about it. Oh, no. Now we're cursed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seven years, or is that just mirrors? No, it's any mm-hmm. curse. If you ever get bad <laughs> luck, it's dealt in seven-year increments. Mm-hmm. It's the statute of cursetations. That's nothing. Yep, that's Sorry. nothing. I'm, I'd like to apologize to everyone for that one. Uh, how do you listen to Naruto soundtracks? Don't bother. Can I say that? Don't. We can't say that for all of them, though. Uh, <laughs> We've done that for opera so far. No, I said to use the little glasses and have a wine glass. You should uh, listen to opera. Well, if you have the little glasses, you don't need the wine glass. The little glasses little... can shatter when she hits the high note. I mean, I guess that's true. And then your what if your monocle out? pops out? What if mm. your monocle pops out when a nude lady comes on stage? Is that okay? Yeah. And your shirt shirt front becomes unbuttoned and rolls up like a window shade. Yeah, your dicky mm-hmm. rolls yep. up, and your head turns into a wolf head, and you start whistling. Yep. Your eyes bug out of your skull. Mm-hmm. Oh, your, what if you say? Tongue rolls yeah, out into you... a carpet, like a red carpet. The the sexy lady walks on it like she's going to a movie <laughs> premiere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You do you do a zoot suit riot dance? Uh-huh. Are, are we just talking about the mask now? <laughs> He's basically the Tex Avery Wolf. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he literally becomes the Tex Avery Wolf in the one scene we're talking about. Uh, no, I was talking about the actual cartoon wolf doing all that. Um, yeah. Anyway, how to listen and to- I was talking about a different thing. Go on. <laughs> Good job, everyone. That's the, that's the s- variety of the spice of podcasts. <laughs> that's, I thought you were going to say that's the subtitle of our podcast. <laughs> this Pack is why- net, And I was talking about a different thing. <laughs> this is why we don't know how to advise people on listening, because we don't <laughs> listen. Yep, this is the one that's going to stump us, you guys. <laughs> how to- How do you guys listen oh. to Naruto pod- soundtracks? No! We have to talk about Naruto. Yes. Okay, exclusively on my PSP. Mm, okay. I mean, there's got to be a better thing to listen. A- any object you could lay your hands on is better to listen to music on than your PSP. I feel like. <laughs> uh, I mean, it'll play MP3s. Almost everything will play MP3s. I think I can literally play MP3s on my printer. <laughs> oh, that would be some cool music right there. Those noises <laughs> the printer makes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you could change the noises it makes by loading an MP3 onto it. You're just doing a Bismarcky impression, Jeff. <laughs> now, was that was that music video where you got what I need, where he's at a piano wearing a powdered wig? Is that an opera? Yes, yes, hundred okay. percent. All right, good to know. It's in a foreign language, and it's, <laughs> there's no dialogue in it, and it's all uh, sung. So yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. Yeah, find one. Find yeah, it. I don't know. How to listen to a TV without blasting everyone else out <laughs> is an odd... I don't even know what that's asking. Yeah. Turn the volume down, I guess? How to listen to TV without blasting everyone's assholes out. <laughs> don't put the brown note on your TV, I guess. Yeah. <clears throat> don't put gay porn on your TV also, I guess, depending on what you mean by blasting assholes. <laughs> What was the uh, print ad for the TV where the guy's in the chair wearing sunglasses, but his, like, tie's blowing backwards, and there's all these lines like, Maxell. wow, this TV's so fucking powerful. It's, uh, that was a tape. It was the tape. The Maxell yeah. tape. Oh, yeah. So do not put Maxell tapes on your TV, in I your guess. TV. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> on top of do your not, TV. Don't do play not. Duran Duran too loud, and it'll blast your tie back. Like extreme. Is that the one where the dog is like, is this is this phonograph my master? I think it's yeah. the same one, yeah. <laughs> Stupid dog. <laughs> I do love the idea that you'd put an ad out like this is so good that it even fools a dog, and it's like everything fools dogs. <laughs> yeah. Throwing a ball but not letting go of it and holding it in your hand fools dogs, so that is not a convincing testimony, my friend. <laughs> I mean that might fool you, you don't know. <sighs> I mean, it probably would work on me, but I just love tennis balls. <laughs> I get so excited. Mm. Yeah, you're always looking for something to put on the uh, the antenna of your car for when you go to yeah. that new Wegmans. Hey <laughs> Listen, uh, I have I have to ask you guys something, and you can't make fun of me for having this thought. Okay. okay. 
Have you guys ever wondered if it feels real good to chew on a tennis ball? Yes, of course. <laughs> like, obviously we can't because our mouths aren't the same shape as a dog's, but they really love chewing on those tennis balls. Do you think it would feel so good? Yeah, I- they also make very small tennis balls for little dogs that are like the size of a golf ball. You could maybe chew on mm. one of those. I think that right. it would initially feel bad because the felt would have a bad texture on your the teeth. I think the felt problem. might be good, mm. too, though. Mm. I'm curious about the felt. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like if the felt would be that kind of horrible that you can't stop doing, you know? Yeah. No, I don't think I would like the felt. I think chewing on a like like a racquetball ball would be better. Mm. Ooh, that would be pretty good. Would you be afraid of ripping your own teeth out all the time accidentally? I'm always afraid of that anyway. I need to live without uh, hesitation, Matt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, chew those tennis balls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Now I want to get one of those little tennis balls just to see. Mm-hmm. They should sell those at the gumball machine. <laughs> <laughs> just gumball-sized tennis balls. But it has a, uh, you have to put your um, uh, driver's license into the machine, because, my God, you cannot let children buy these ones. Oh, <laughs> uh, choking certainty. No hazard about it. <laughs> Stupid. Yep. Yeah. How can, to listen to, oh. You never need to say, don't make fun of me for asking if I should want to chew on this, because I always want to chew on things. Yeah, Louise so, is a real chewing I will always freak. <laughs> I just felt like it should it's something I should feel ashamed of, that I've thought of this before, yeah. when I see a dog chewing on a tennis ball, and I'm like, I wonder, I wonder, there but for the grace of God, go on, no, am I right? You can live free. Yeah, who doesn't want to be as happy as a dog? When they have a ball, and they're so happy about it, they stretch out their back legs for no reason. Oh my god. Who doesn't <laughs> want to be that happy? Yeah, you never have to be afraid again, Matt. <laughs> oh, hooray. Okay. I'll take that off my list. <laughs> How to listen to radio stations on your computer. No. Just go to the website of that, that radio station. Like, Yeah, they're it's dying gonna be for you to the listen. Top. Yeah, they want that so bad. I don't understand what the challenge would be here. Mm. Also, don't listen to radio yeah, stations. Yeah, come on. What's the matter with you? 2022. Uh, it can be Unless fun. you're listening to the ball game or whatever. <laughs> On your paper route. Yeah. <laughs> your little transistor radio attached to your mm-hmm. bike. You have to, yep. yeah, exactly. I was going to say you have to stop to, to crank to crank it to charge it, but it's attached oh, to your Oh, God, bike. you have to stop to crank Don't it? Don't do is that. What's happening in this ball game? Not on your baseball route. <laughs> your baseball, <laughs> your baseball route. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're having, you are listening to the radio transcribing the game and then passing out <laughs> that information to people who are to listen. Jeez! Well, yeah, well yeah. you it's really you strenuous. It so much. <laughs> you had, you had to, you couldn't stop cranking it until you passed out. That's the problem. That's why we don't have baseball roots anymore. This, always this sounds like a too. Motley Crue song. Don't <laughs> 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 stop cranking it until you pass out. <laughs> yeah. And then in the video yeah. they <clears throat> have like a Model T or something, so they can pretend it was about. That kind of crack. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. It wasn't you yeah, guys. Yeah, it's about jacking off yep. for sure. <laughs> I like big balls. Is that them also? <laughs> nope, oh, that's God. ACDC. ACDC? I thought I had respect for you, ACDC. Why? No, I never had respect. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to yeah. be fair, that was also like ACDC when they were better than before that guy died. So mm. they they got worse than that. Yeah, well, <laughs> I guess that's something. <laughs> yeah. What were we talking about? How do you about? listen to country blues? I don't know what that means. Is that a genre? Country I think blues? A lot of, I, yes. Yeah. I think a lot of these are saying, like, how to enjoy the thing. Okay. Uh, I thought blues had to be from the city. No. Country blues is, like, all of those ones that are, like, uh... Oh, you met the devil at the crossroads? Yeah, the crossroads. That's exactly mm-hmm. what I was gonna say. Okay, yeah, yeah, fair. Maybe you don't get, like, good crossroads in a city. <laughs> No, you don't. That's that's a cross street, and that's a very different thing. Mm-hmm. I think that, like, maybe... Hmm, would Delta Blues count, do you think, as country blues? Like that, that <sighs> is, Robert is Johnson... Zydeco, <laughs> is Zydeco a country blues thing? I don't even know what Zydeco, Zydeco is, if I'm being honest. No, Zydeco kicks ass. <laughs> Zydeco is so good. I'm also not quite sure what it is. Does it involve electric organs? Yeah, it's like okay. um that like super upbeat music that you hear in New Orleans. Like, mm, I'm not sure what that is. Yeah, mm. 
Uh, Zydeco is so cool. <laughs> okay, no, I believe you, but I just, I'm not sure. It, I don't. It's... <laughs> Uh-oh. Zydeco is like, you know how some dads stop trying to be cool as soon as they become dads, and then they just get so dorky that it kind of comes around the other side? Sure. And you're like, oh, actually, you are very cool, Mr. Johnson, that you are, like, not interested in being cool at all. That is what Zydeco music is, I think. Mm, so, like... Ska for old people? Um. Ska no. is ska for old people now. Yeah. Oh, no. God, you got me. <laughs> I'm melting like that guy at Raiders of the Lost. Nope. True. Last Crusade. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to melt like the guy in Raiders of the Lost Ark. I don't want to melt like <laughs> either <laughs> of them. <laughs> That's because you're. He doesn't melt because he's old. He melts because he's. A uh, Nazi, right? He melts he because he arc. looked. Yeah, he gazed upon the glory of God, and it uh, blew his goddamn mind. Yeah, but I the, is the implication that God wouldn't have melted his face if he wasn't such a piece of shit, or is it just anyone would get that anyone? Face? That's why uh, Marion and Indy weren't supposed to look. Yeah, they're that's both what I was gonna pieces say. of shit, <laughs> too, Louisa. You know, yeah, but they're not Nazis. Okay. Jesus. Well, no, but that's my point. You just need to be pure of heart, and then God won't melt your face off. Okay. Okay, so... That's the plot of the movie, Face Off. It's not even that... <laughs> so the issue is not that they were Nazis. They could have just been, like, kind of dickheads, and they still would have gotten their yeah. faces melted off. That's what the Old Testament God's whole shit was! Anybody who does anything even remotely bad instantly smited. That's Old Testament God through and through. Unless you're part the of the special for, club. The punishment for genocide is exactly the same as the punishment for masturbating. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out if the song Johnny Be Good can tell us something about where the country is, because he mentions New Orleans, but also that Johnny Be Good is a country boy, so mm, it's probably, New Orleans country. No. When does he mention New Orleans? It's a big city. Down in New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. It's not in New Orleans, it's near New Orleans, though, right? I guess if it's wet, quote, way up in the woods, that would be pretty far from New Orleans, huh? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Anyway, wherever Johnny B. Good is from, that is the country. Okay. If you're if you're carrying your guitar in a gunny gunny sack, yeah. you're definitely playing country blues. I think we can all agree mm, on that. Okay, now we know. Uh, I think that if you want to know how to appreciate a certain genre of music that you do not appreciate, the thing you should do is just listen to it more and think about- No, boring. Like, try to find what you like about it? Like, I don't boring. know. <laughs> how about this? Go to, uh, Google and put in top ten country blues songs oh. and then listen to all ten. I don't hate if that. If you don't like any of them- then you don't like country blues, and that's okay, too. <laughs> no, it's not okay. It makes you a bad person. That's fine. You can be a bad person, that's alright. Whoa, you're endorsing we evil. Yeah, uh, we've no. all looked into the Ark and had our faces melted. Yeah, who I among us can... I can look into the Ark. <laughs> Let he who is without sin look into the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> yeah, that's what it says in Latin on the lid of the, the Ark. Latin, huh? <laughs> they went with Latin for this one? <laughs> yeah, yep. uh-huh. Alright. Yeah, they added that warning later because people kept getting oh, yeah. faces melted off. Uh, this is not an arc of honor. <laughs> no yeah. commemorative deeds. It's okay. No, no commemorative <laughs> plates are honored here. <laughs> exactly. Uh, how to listen to conversations on a scanner? I Ooh, guess it means saucy. a police scanner, but I like the idea of it meaning like a document scanner. Yeah, I was going to say my my printer has a scanner on it, and as I said, it plays MP3. <laughs> So, You're the coolest I, printer in the world. I just need to download uh, books on tape, I guess, <laughs> through my printer. Hey, the the process by which it plays MP3s reverse that process, and it will record the conversations of the people mm -hmm. talking around the scanner. Mm -hmm. Print there out you go. Now you can and scan That's them science. into the scanner, and then you're listening. Big air quotes there to the conversation. <laughs> what? <laughs> The email conversation you're uh -huh. having. Uh -huh. Yeah, you're li okay. listening to it by scanning it. <clears throat> but I already have it. Oh, you're saying because I need to put it uh, to be able to do it on my scanner. Uh, yeah, you need to have listen to it with the scan. Yeah. Do you guys ever listen to strangers' conversations when you're, like, on the bus or whatever? If they're loud enough, then it's their own fault, so yes. Yeah. I always feel like everyone is doing that, but also every time I listen to anyone's conversation, it's so boring that I'm like, 
I should never do this again. Usually people are yelling their intimate medical details into a speakerphone to the receptionist Mm. at a doctor's office, I find. Yes. Is that good? Yeah. Is that something I don't like it. Enjoy listening to it. I don't. (laughs) Everyone should do it actually. Oh man. Taking the pure chaos stance on this. Yell louder. I mean, the Don't wear headphones. Is it's, <laughs> the problem is that it's not that it's chaos, it's that those people want you to pay attention to them so bad. Yeah. Everybody wants It's so needy. Everybody wants attention. I feel like whenever I feel like whenever anyone is listening to music without headphones, what they're really hoping is that someone else will be like, Yeah, that that is a great song. Good choice. Good taste in music. That's yeah. what we're all exactly. hoping at all times, <clears throat> Matt. <clears throat> I genuinely think if somebody came up to me and, like, interrupted me listening to something to be like, hey, you have good taste in music, I would punch them in the face. <laughs> I don't think- I don't want anyone to talk to me or comment on my tastes at all. I don't think yeah. we can begrudge other people for wanting attention on our podcast. Uh, I don't want anyone to listen to our podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, this is just for us, right? <laughs> this is our secret little conversation, and then we listen to it again later, and then we delete it. Yep. Could Louisa? Could your new end of show catchphrase be "Shh, it's our secret"? <laughs> it sounds mm, a little bit creepy. Just a little bit, maybe. Yeah, that's what I'm going for. Oh, it is the season. Tis the season. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thanksgiving. <laughs> How to listen to satellite radio without the home kit? Uh, what do they mean by the that? Website. There's an app for it. Without, yeah, I don't know what without the- a radio because that's going to be tough. The home kit. I mean, it's not tough because, as Jeff says, your computer it does it. Oh, do they mean like a satellite dish on your roof? Like those weird music stations that you get on your TV in the like very mm. high numbers, maybe? Yeah. Like I have a trial of Sirius XM radio right now, and I can just listen mm. to it through an app on my phone. Brag, bragging. Yeah. Yep, I am bragging. I'm really cool for <laughs> having and doing this, also. <laughs> So yeah. you don't even need the home kit. You already know how to do this. Yeah, my home is the kit. Mm. I don't know what that Pretty means good. either. Yeah, Jesus is my home kit. Is that anything? Yeah. No. He's my co-pilot, personally. <laughs> IMO. And finally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I keep looking and there's a lot of bullshit on here. <laughs> a, a lot of it is people wanting to listen to radio stations on their computer, and yeah. it's not hard. I still love listen to a TV without blasting everyone else out. I don't know what it means, but it's so good. It's such a strange way of phrasing it. Yeah, how to listen to a TV in the first yeah. place. <laughs> yes. All right, here's here's one. And finally, how to listen to visual voicemail on the iPhone. <laughs> this is That's so the good. point of it. This is so powerful. <laughs> I I oh, do Lord. think I do genuinely think I would listen to voicemails more if there was a thing that would convert them into text and then have a Vocaloid read the text back to me as a voicemail. I was about to say, is that what they want? They want to hear the voicemail, but they don't want to hear it in the voice of the person who left it? Is that the idea? Uh, that's that can't be the idea. That's insane. Well, wh- then what is the idea? <laughs> what is anything? Because you have I a voicemail in audio format. The visual voicemail is when your phone transcribes it for you, so if you need to yes. just glance quickly, you're like, oh, I see, this is, you know, the car dealership, my car's ready. If I I genuinely think what this person is actually asking is, if I had visual voicemail turned on, and the voicemail that I got got turned into visual, but I want to go back and hear it instead of read it, how do I do that? Hmm. It's intriguing to me. I don't know if it's just because I, I have an iPhone, but it's always like trying to make you listen to the actual voicemail, so it's hard to even get to the visual yeah. part without accidentally clicking on listening to the voicemail. But yeah, I, I hate when you pull up the visual and then it starts also playing yeah, the audio, like, and I'm like, no. I don't, I obviously didn't want this. Yeah, the transcript for me is always just like right there on the screen where I can also push play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a weird one. I do think that you'd have to be some kind of pervert to want to listen to a voicemail. Yeah. <clears throat> well, if it's all spelled out for you, just read it. It's so much faster. Sometimes I like that, it doesn't uh, do it good. Yeah, I like that it. it uh, I find that the transcription works really pretty well, but a lot of times some very important keywords will have been changed to total nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love how most most voicemails the most important words in them are like names yeah. and 
locations, and those are the ones that they just cannot do. Yeah, mine's messed <laughs> like, up. Like, hi, this is France, and I'm calling about your. You're like, I don't know anyone named France. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god, it's Tan France calling. <laughs> nice. Oh, I'm gonna finally get that makeover to, to tuck your shirt in in the worst way possible. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. I'll never forget, I'll never forget that fucker who probably weighs 90 pounds saying that it's fine to tuck in just the front of your shirt. It won't make you look bigger. And he should know because he struggles with that sometimes himself. Fuck you! No, you don't! Yes. (sighs) Oh, everyone's got a little bit of a belly, he says, between his two, like, core exercise workouts of the day. I think that they should be brave enough to start doing makeout shows with people who look terrible. Makeout shows? Makeout makeover shows, I meant. But also, I think they should start think... doing makeout shows, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I like think that. MTV has been doing makeout shows between terrible people for about 20 years now. Yeah, but people who look terrible, mm, so that's okay. the problem. Right, yeah. yeah. Is, that the the bas- is that the is Swan? Is the Bachelor a makeout show? Yes, definitely 110%. Yeah. It is, I want to see hot people almost have sex and then it cuts away. But then they do definitely have sex off camera. Yeah, definitely. Okay. To the point where they talk about it on the show. Like, <laughs> so, you had sex with Jim last night, how did that go? Well, Jim yeah, looked at the camera for 30 solid seconds. <laughs> yeah. Mm, pretty good one. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, yep. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening to the show. If you liked it, please rate and review us on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. It's not even called iTunes anymore. It's Apple Podcasts now. What's up? What's happening to me? Yeah, right? Falling apart. Um, if, and, but, yes, tell your friends about the show. That's more important. Also, uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at HackTheNetPod, or you can join our Discord to talk to us directly. Uh, now that everyone is leaving Twitter because of Elon Musk, you can go to Mastodon, and that way you can talk to us there, and you can get an invite to our Discord. You just have to message us. I'm at Matt Heron at Mastodon.online. I'm also... There's stuff. If you want to go listen to Creepypods, it's up there. Mm-hmm. Top, top mm, 10 Thanksgiving shows. season. WeaponizedLanguage.com yep. for all that stuff. Very nice. You can talk to me on Mastodon. At Louisa at Mastodon.xyz, and since it's the Thanksgiving season, if you want to hear my podcast about food, that is called No Substitutions, Please. Oh, I, it only just occurred to me that you definitely have a Thanksgiving episode. Yeah, Ooh. we need to record it soon. We have to talk about turkey. That's a whole sneak preview uh, for people. Talking turkey. Yeah. Talking turkey with No Substitutions, Please. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right, well, thanks everyone for listening to the show. Please come back next week, but in the meantime, do not forget that if it's not Matt, it's not worth it. Uh, I don't know if other people are going to be into it. Shh, it's our secret. <laughs> Yeah, I did hate it. Yeah, I probably won't stick with that. (laughs) Oh, there's some perverts out there who love that, though.